Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we have a rather unusual episode of Virtual Legality and one of a type that I hope we don't have to repeat very often. For those of you who are living on this planet Earth, you are aware of a certain virus that's sweeping the world that has impacted the economy in very many different places. Unfortunately, this video is going to focus on the United States. That's where I live. That's where I operate. That's where I've looked at these laws. And so if you aren't a United States citizen, if you don't run a United States business, this is going to be of limited applicability to you, if at all. But I know that a lot of YouTubers follow this channel. I know that a lot of small video game developers follow this channel. I hear from them in my social media feeds and otherwise in my emails. And I wanted to flag in particular a program that was adopted, that was approved only a few days ago, and that, to be honest, lenders are still figuring out exactly what they want to do with, but that is of such kind of generosity in terms of its terms and conditions and how it operates that I think that if you run a business, and that includes, as we will see, if you are self-employed, if you are a sole proprietor, if you're just a one-man or woman show running your own YouTube channel, or maybe if you have only one or two employees, that this program is actually going to be available to you. And we're going to see it described as a loan, but it's not actually a loan. It's, it's a grant. And I say that not because it's somehow deceptive in its naming. It is technically a loan, and we'll see that the terms describe it as such. But it is forgivable up to 100% as long as you use the money to pay payroll or rent and mortgage and utilities and things that are essentially structural and operational needs for your business. So because of that, because this is such an unusual circumstance, because I want to make sure that people who could fit into these buckets, which should be basically every business running in any commercial capacity in the United States that doesn't have more than 500 employees, I wanted to make sure this got out there because this is important because a lot of people aren't going to be able to get this money because of the cap on its overall expenditure. And because even though that number is going to be high, we're going to look at that number. It isn't actually that high when it applies to some huge percentage of the businesses in the United States. So let's just take a look at this. I described this as a public service announcement. I want to keep this video quick so that it's shared around and so that people understand that this is available to them and that they should be contacting their bank or their lender or someone else that they know who's in banking or lending. But I know a lot of people get intimidated by these various things, right? Here's the form for it, Paycheck Protection Program application form. And you look at this and you say, oh my gosh, Rick, that's a lot of looking tax form stuff. Maybe I have an accountant that handles this stuff for me. Absolutely talk to them. But actually, this is only two pages. This is the front where you tell them your name, you tell them who owns your business, that you haven't had significant problems with the law, et cetera, uh, et cetera, et cetera, that the virus in question is going to affect you. And then basically that you're not lying about the fact that you're going to use this money for payroll and rent and utilities. And you sign this up and you work with a lender and the lender figures out exactly what your maximum loan is going to be, exactly what you should be getting. And then as long as you don't reduce your payroll for the first eight weeks, I believe, during the program, you're going to get the bulk of this forgiven. At least that's how this is all supposed to work. Everybody is running around with their hair on fire, with their heads cut off, because 
this was only approved a few days ago and banks and lenders, they like to dot their I's and cross their T's. So we're going to see that this is technically supposed to be operational by tomorrow, April 3rd, but it's very unlikely that a lot of lenders are going to have all their ducks in a row by that time. That said, it's going to be available on a first-come, 1st first serve basis. So if you think that you can apply for this, if you think that you can tell them that you've got payroll, and as I said, this is virtually everybody that works in any kind of commercial capacity on their own or that has a small business, then if you think that applies to you, you're going to want to get in and the front of the line as much as possible. Now, you might say, hey, Rick, I've followed virtual legality for a while. I know you like to look at the source. I know you like to look at the statutory text. Are you going to do that here? And the answer is no. Um, so what we've got here is a very, very broad statute. We've got the CARES Act, which is what this all falls under, that applies all of these amendments to various sections, keeps them very separated. It's very difficult to read for someone that's just trying to understand what the program is. And it also has some variables that have actually been kind of solidified by the U.S. Department of Treasury at this time. So rather than read the statute, I read it outside of this video, I made sure that it comported in its terms with what is being delivered to us by Treasury, which is the most important because they are the ones administering this program. And as far as I can tell, their interpretations of what Congress has put forth before them do match up. So we can go and we can look at the U.S. Department of Treasury's summary of this thing to get a handle on what it does. Again, because they are the administrator, that's honestly more important than what the statute actually says, because if you're following the directive from Treasury, you're likely going to be protected. And the most important thing, right, is if you get this loan and it's helping your business, you want to make sure that it's forgiven, because that's what really makes this so attractive and really what stabilizes, hopefully, a lot of the economy and the cash liquidity issues that people are having on a small business level. I'll tell you that Hogue Law is having cash liquidity issues because we're in mergers and acquisitions. We're in the contract transactions business. And a lot of that just kind of died over the past three weeks because banks and lenders and financial sources and strategic acquirers want to take a pause because nobody knows what 2020 is yet going to look like. So I look at my business portfolio and I say, okay, well, that takes a pause and I do what I do and I try to go find money elsewhere. But it is undoubtedly the case that the virus is going to affect the Hoglaw business model for 2020 and maybe beyond. And so we look at this and we say, okay, does this apply? I would say that it does. Now, I don't know whether or not we'll wind up applying. We have to look at some things. We have to talk to accountants. But what I can recommend is that you look at things and you talk to accountants and you figure out whether or not it should apply to you because it is so generous. So let's take a look at how Treasury defines the Paycheck Protection Program, or PPP. The Paycheck Protection Program authorizes up to $349 billion in forgivable loans to small businesses to pay their employees during this crisis. All loan terms will be the same for everyone. The loan amounts will be forgiven as long as the loan proceeds are used to cover payroll costs and most mortgage interest, rent, and utility costs over the eight-week period after the loan is made. So you get this loan and you apply it during the first two months to payroll, mortgage, rent, and utilities, and all of that amount is supposed to be forgiven as long as your employee and compensation levels are maintained, right? The government looks at this and says, what we are trying to do is we are trying to use employers to filter out money to make sure that employees that aren't in control of applying for 
programs like this aren't in control of their own destiny in terms of what the economy is doing and may or may not be furloughed or fired if we don't have some of this kind of backstop. If they don't get that, then that's a big problem for the economy because that hits the unemployment and we've got issues. So before they do that, or more specifically as part of the CARES Act as another kind of avenue to try to avoid that situation, they have funded this program for employers as long as they maintain those payroll levels. Now, there are, as we will see, some exceptions to that. You can hire back people and get credit for them having been hired the whole time if you've already furloughed people, if you've already fired people because of looking at the headwinds on the horizon for whatever your small business is, which I think is a good move as well. It says payroll costs are capped at $100,000 on an annualized basis for each employee. So that's a that's a cap that says, if you've got somebody that's making more than that, you can only get payroll loan credit for what I think is about $8,333 per month. Uh, due to likely high subscription to this program, yeah, it's gonna be taken up like this, like a snap. It is anticipated that not more than 25% of the forgiven amount may be for non-payroll costs. That's your mortgage interest, your rent, and your, and your utility. So if you're trying to figure this out with your accountant, whether it makes sense, one of the things you're gonna wanna focus on is, am I going to use most of this money for payroll? which is, of course, as the Paycheck Protection Program kind of implies in its name, the purpose of the thing. And so while we're going to allow mortgage and rent and utilities, that should only be up to 25% of your total amount. Loan payments entirely will be deferred for six months. So even if you footfault and fall outside of the forgiveness, you don't have to pay payments on it for six months. And I think it's stated here somewhere that the interest rate is only going to be 0.5%. So let's say you screw this up or your accountant screws this up or God forbid your lawyer screws this up and you wind up having to pay this back, it's still almost essentially free money for at least six months because the interest rate is so low. 0.5% interest is, is a heck of a loan. When can I apply? It says starting April 3rd, that's tomorrow as I'm taping this video, small businesses and sole proprietorships can apply for and receive loans to cover their payroll and other certain expenses as described herein. Existing through existing SBA lenders. That's the Small Business Administration. You see the logo that I've included there on the thumbnail to this video. They don't exactly know, Treasury doesn't, how to get all these loans out. So what they've done is they've affixed this process to the Small Business Administration. And if you're not familiar with that, the Small Business Administration is a federal kind of functionary that helps get money out to small businesses but usually has all these stipulations. You have to essentially go and try to find credit elsewhere. Maybe you have to get matching funds. They have a bunch of different programs that have different rules. You have to certify certain things. You might have to put up collateral of the company. You might have to give a personal guarantee. And as we will see, essentially all of that is waived for this specific program. Then starting next week, independent contractors and self-employed individuals can apply for and receive loans to cover their payroll and other certain expenses. So they're trying to kind of tier this so that small businesses and sole proprietors are first and then independent contractors and self-employed individuals are next. Now, obviously, if you've got a weak difference there, $349 billion can go pretty darn fast for applying to every business in America. So there is an open question as to whether the April 10th date, there will still be funding available for independent contractors and self-employed individuals. So that's going to be something that you're going to want to keep in mind as well. They then add other regulated lenders, the big banks that maybe don't have an SBA component to them, will be available to make these loans as soon as they get enrolled into the program. And so there's a lot of people, as I said, running around with their heads cut off, with their hair on fire, uh, probably either or, and trying to figure out what enrollment looks like, trying to figure out what exactly they have to have in terms of ducks in a row, because these banks, these SBA lenders, are going to get paid a certain amount of money 
to essentially facilitate all of this going through. Not from you, not from the borrower, but actually as part of this program, they're going to get a certain percentage of the amount that has been facilitated. Uh, They say, where can you apply? As I said, through an SBA lender or ultimately through other regulated lenders. Who can apply? All businesses, including nonprofits, veterans organizations, tribal business concerns, sole proprietorships, self-employed individuals, and independent contractors with 500 or fewer employees can apply. Businesses in certain industries can have more than that. Probably not the people listening to virtual legality, but if you are, if you've got more than 500 employees, check out that link, check out some of the other kind of restrictions uh, that if you're in specific kind of industries, you get a little bit of uh, leeway. For this program, the SBA's affiliation standards are waived for small businesses in hotel and food service and for franchises. Uh, Again, probably not the folks that are necessarily listening to this video, but again, it kind of helps you understand what the purpose of this program was. One of the things that happened, if you're in Michigan, for instance, is that restaurants and bars and hospitality industry kind of uh, companies were the ones that were most affected earliest. Those places closed because they were places of social gathering. And so because that is the most obvious kind of vector for unemployment, the people that were fired, your waitresses, your waiters, your bartenders, your sommeliers, those folks are trying to get protected even more under this program than the other industries might might otherwise be. But everybody is going to be uh, available to apply for this program. Uh, what do I need to apply? You'll need to complete the Paycheck Protection Program loan application. That's this two-page document that we just looked at that has very few certifications when it comes to a kind of government document. What other documents do you need to apply? You will need to deliver your payroll documentation. And one of the things that's popped out here is that you say, okay, I'm a self-employed individual uh, or I'm a sole proprietor uh, or an independent contractor. What kind of payroll information do I have? And there's other kind of information that's going around. This is from the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. They kind of add little graphics. Uh, But one of the things that they wind up saying is if you are an independent contractor, sole proprietor or self-employed individual, Lenders will also be looking for certain documents with final requirements to be announced by the government. That hasn't happened yet, but it will include things such as payroll tax filings, if, you've ha- if you have those, uh, forms 1099 as an independent contractor, and income ex- and expenses from your sole proprietorship. So if you are a, a one-man or one-woman show trying to get essentially your accounting documents, what you filed your taxes on, to your lender is going to help them figure out exactly what your loan should be for. Because your loan is going to be allowed to be a maximum of 2.5 times your average payroll for the preceding year. Uh, And so that's going to help determine exactly what your total amount of money can be under the loan. And then all that will be forgiven if you apply that to the payroll costs that we've already talked about. How long will the program last? It says it's open till June 30th, but we encourage you to apply as quickly as you can because of the funding cap, the $349 billion dollars. And the fact that the lenders need time to process your loan. How many loans can you take? Only one. You only get this one time because of the way it's it's organized in the terms and conditions. And what can you use these loans for? You can use it for those payroll costs. You can use it on interest on mortgage, rent, utilities. And what counts as those payroll costs? Salary, employee benefits, state and local taxes. Important here, not your federal payroll taxes, right? The other kind of sidebar to all of this is that the feds want to make sure that they get their payroll taxes and they lose those payroll taxes when the payroll goes away. So they want to get those payroll taxes. If you actually go and you read the whole CARES Act, you'll see that payroll taxes aren't forgiven as part of any of this. They are deferred. If you would rather to have those payroll taxes deferred, you're not eligible for this piece, the 
uh, paycheck protection program, but you could instead defer your payroll taxes. You can do a bunch of other things, but this by far seems to be, just in terms of mathematics, the most lucrative opportunity for employers and really employees if they're self-employed or they're sole proprietors. Uh, You can't count those federal taxes. And for a sole proprietor or independent contractor, wages, commissions, income on net earnings from self-employment, again, capped at that $100,000 amount. So you can only ever get $8,333. So if you do wind up paying yourself more than $100,000, if you're a really successful YouTuber, congratulations, please link this video somewhere on your page, then you'll get credit for $8,333 or so times 2.5. So you're looking at something like a $20,000 loan, but a $20,000 loan that is very likely to be forgiven in its entirety as long as you spent it on the payroll that you are otherwise potentially going to be losing. How large can my loan be? We just talked about that. Loans can be for up to two months of your average payroll costs from the last year, plus an additional 25% of that amount. That amount is subject to a $10 million cap. So it's actually 2.25, not 2.5. My apologies there. If you are a seasonal or new business, you will use different applicable time periods for your calculation. You'll essentially match up the months that you are trying to apply your average to, to that seasonality. Uh, Payroll costs will be capped at $100,000 annualized for each employee. So it's a significant amount of money. And then as we see here, how much of my loan will be forgiven? You will owe money when your loan is due. If you use the loan amount for anything other than payroll costs, mortgage interest, rent and utilities over the eight weeks after getting the loan due to likely high subscription, this money's going to go fast. Everybody's going to get it. It is anticipated that not more than 25% of the forgiven amount may be used for that kind of rent and mortgage component. You will also owe money if you do not maintain your staff and payroll. Hey, We're trying to maintain payroll. That's why it's called paycheck protection. If you fire people anyway, your loan is not going to be forgiven. Uh, And then they talk about the math that's determined about how that forgiveness will occur, whether or not you fire people, the fact that you can rehire people before June 30th to avoid a kind of penalty there because a lot of, you know, forward-looking businesses have already furloughed people or have already fired people right now. Uh, How can I request that loan forgiveness? You can submit the request to the lender that is servicing your loan, and the request will include documents that verify the number of full-time equivalent employees and pay rates, as well as the payments on the eligible mortgage lease and utility obligations certified by you. Said another way, you will say that you used the money to pay your payroll and to the other things that you are allowed to pay on it, and it will be forgiven. That's how this program is supposed to work. Now, I will tell you, Programs that the U.S. government administrates don't always work as smoothly as they are described in things like treasury document memoranda. So that you're going to want to take into account if you look at this potential program as something that you're going to want to look for. But it's probably worth it anyway because of this interest rate. 0.5% fixed is essentially nothing. And so because you can also prepay it without penalty, if you get into a situation where you've got that cash liquidity back, because it's not burning interest at any actual level, it doesn't necessarily make sense in my view. And you want to talk to your accountant about this because I don't know your personal situation, but it doesn't make sense in my view to not go and potentially seek that if you are going to be affected by the virus in your business in any way. When do I need to start paying interest? Payments are deferred for six months. Then you pay. Your loan is due in two years. Can you pay your loan earlier? Yes, there are no prepayment penalties. Do I need to pledge collateral? Do I need to put up my equipment and the bank can seize it if I don't pay? No, no collateral is required. 
Do I need to personally guarantee this loan? If you're a small business and you've ever gone out and looked at either the SBA or maybe Bank of America or US Bank or whoever else and said, hey, I want a loan. And they say, uh, you don't have enough assets in your company to cover this loan. We're going to need you personally to make a guarantee because you personally own a house and Hoag Law or whomever doesn't own a house. This doesn't require a personal guarantee. This is to your business. And so you don't need to personally guarantee this loan. You don't need to collateralize this loan. You only need to make these certifications that economic uncertainty makes the loan necessary to support your ongoing operations. I'll be honest with you. I don't know of any business necessarily that would say that that isn't the case right now in the year 2020. You have to say the funds will be used to retain workers, maintain payroll, and be used to make mortgage, lease, and utility payments, that you don't have another loan, that your certifications are accurate, that you're not lying, uh, that you understand how loan forgiveness works, uh, and that you understand how this whole program works. And, and that's it. That's all you have to promise. And so I wanted to make this PSA. It went 20 minutes. I wanted to make it a little quicker than this, but I apologize. There's a lot of detail to get through. I wanted to make this PSA because it's a very unusual program. It's a very unusual program for the U.S. government. It's a very unusual program, I would suspect, in very many places around the world in that it's going to be this pot of money. It's going to be administered to virtually every business that doesn't have 500 employees in the United States. And as long as you do what you say you're going to do, which should be easy enough to pay payroll, uh, it's going to be forgiven. And so it's not really a loan. It's a grant. It's $350 billion being granted by the U.S. government. With some exceptions, there'll be some fraudsters, there'll be some bad actors that try to go get that money and not use it for payroll or fire everybody on day two after they get that money. And so there are those specific instances. But if you're not that, especially if you're trying to figure out how to make your own cash liquidity position work in the next two months because of what you see, because of reductions in how you operate and in what you are seeing in terms of growth and potential problems under the coronavirus, this is the kind of thing that you can go look for and say, there are very limited downsides other than the fact that the lenders aren't ready. There's a whole line of folks and employers and companies that are eligible for this, and it's probably going to go very, very quickly. So a lot of people aren't going to be able to get access to this program just by the nature of the thing and the cap that's put on it. So I hope you found this public service announcement valuable. I know a lot of people don't necessarily follow all the technicalities of things like the CARES Act or what's been passed or the Payment for Paycheck Protection Program, PPP. So I wanted to make sure I got a video out there about it because as I was researching it for my clients, for my business, talking to my accountant about it, it is such a unique program. It is such a potentially saving company type bucket of money that I wanted to make sure that I talked about it with you, got it out there, because I would feel remiss if I didn't. So don't expect these kinds of videos in virtual legality very often. This is usually where I say that I talk about these kinds of things all the time, but I don't. I don't talk about government programs all the time. There are always a lot of them. They almost always have hooks and concerns and reasons why you might not want things like the Treasury Department or the SBA to be looking over your shoulder as to how you operate things or certify things. But at least in my view, looking from afar and not as formal legal advice as you will hear in the disclaimer in another two minutes, I can say that it looks like there are very limited hooks here. There are very limited issues for the companies that are looking for that solidity, for looking for that savings amount of money that could potentially help save their operations, save the employees that they have, and continue looking forward into the end of 2020 and beyond. 
This has been Virtual Legality for today. If you enjoyed this video, if you found it informative, please share this one around in particular because I think a lot of people that maybe aren't aware of this could use this information, could use the kick in the pants to go talk to their banker, to go talk to their accountant about whether this makes sense for them. If you caught it on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it in its podcast form, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.